Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to Do Dragon's Dreams Score Cheap, the only podcast where you have to watch out for airborne bears. I'm your DM Gadget, and we're here with the drunken queen of the West herself, Candy. All right, babbers. And only Candy, as we're doing a special episode to catch up on just what happened to Capri when she pulled the wrong lever. Mm, not only am I the only Candy, I'm very sober as well. Oh god! I got, the, I, got ner- I got nervous about doing this this evening. I was like, "Oh god, all eyes are going to be on me." And I know there's going to be people like screaming at their devices because I normally <laughs> just like I know Stig plays to win, and then Oodles plays for the content, and I just play to kind of just stay alive, hope yeah. for the best, really. Just kind of trying to figure out what's going on. You are the most relatable D and D player, oh, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, um, so that yeah, this this is not directly connected to the plotline of what happened in the last episode and where they ended up. This is following on from episode forty-seven, where Can- uh, where Capri pulled the wrong lever and fell through a portal, because Candy was ill and did not have two episodes and did not have a boss fight in her. That night. I could not pull that lever quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out! It flushed me down the toilet. I don't care. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, the, the the previous time we saw Candy, they had worked their way through the tangle of creation. They had seen memories of their past, or memories of the side, or memories of people that that they care about. And Capri had seen a memory of Cassandra, that was not only kind of skipping along next to her, but was vaguely aware of her. She's a very happy little soul, wasn't she? She was. So we're going to kick straight in. As. Whoa. Capri pulls the lever, and all of a sudden everything goes black as you fall. Oh, I feel like I do like one of those wily coyote things, like the floor just disappears and I'm there for a second. <laughs> you are falling. There is no wind. You are descending. Feel it. You could possibly say it's almost like you're descending quickly through water, Oof. but there is no wind rushing past you. All you can see is a pale blue void. And there are tendrils of green light swirling around you. Oh, if this wasn't terrifying, it would be quite pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about the artwork. Um, <laughs> uh, after a period of falling, there is an explosion of power. And the void is replaced by freezing cold air and a deafening wind. <sighs> I your, preferred falling. Your hood is blown off you. For the first time in this campaign, we see your hair. Your hair is whipped up and getting tangled in your horns. Your tail is in every direction other than where it should be. Gravity returns and you are very aware that you are now actually falling. Wah! Oh, crap. Oh, no. I knew that was a bad idea. I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> Where's my cat? Not here. Oh, God. 
Below you is a, is a snow-capped mountain range. Mounting? Mountain range. <laughs> you are falling towards a fir tree forest on the side of a mountain. And as the canopy approaches, can you roll me a deck saving throw, please? Seventeen. Seventeen. With practiced cat-like skill, you are clipped by the first branch, but you, man you manage to, to grab a hold and slow your descent. You fall down to the next one. You wrap your tail around it, spin yourself up and around. You come back down. You crash through another couple of frozen branches until you can see the, the snow coming right towards you. Just before you hit the snow, your tail latches onto the last branch. And you are kind of hanging upside down for a moment before the, before the branch gives way and you fall into the snow. But you are uninjured. A little scuffed on the face and stuff like that, but you are uninjured. Oof, oof. Ah, take that gravity. And then I just like pat my pockets down and check my little bag. My, my wine's fine. Your wine is fine. Um, you are, The snow, as you stand up, kind of comes up to your calf. Like to the middle of your to the middle of your calf, it is deep snow, and you suddenly become very aware. Sorry, the wind is howling outside. <laughs> that was appropriate, wasn't it? <laughs> I know, right? Um, you become very aware that of the cold and the fact that you are not dressed for it. Can I light a little fire in my hands? You cannot. Oh no! Can I just uh, can I just use any kind of cantrip for a minute? Can I just use? Can I try a little blast to see if my magic's working? Try a little blast. Like, try a little Eldritch blast, please. Nothing happens. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, no. And I look around further at Cassandra. She's still here. You are alone in the snow. Your magic doesn't work. You have been separated far enough from Proserpine that his... The magic that you get from him isn't working. Oh, no. Can I see any kind of clearing or any kind of, like, trodden footpath? I guess not because of the snow. Not Is there the any signs of life? Give me a uh, perception roll. Fourteen. Fourteen. You can smell wood smoke. You can smell like someone is burning something nearby. There's life. It's not devoid of life. Just, I guess I go that way. So you start to trudge through the snow. It's hard going. Within a few minutes, you're, you've you've got a, you're building up a sweat, and the sweat is freezing to your skin. It is very cold up this mountain. Oof, very so dangerous. Feeling I feel very exposed with no magic and extra cold. Uh, can you give me another perception roll, please? Sixteen. Sixteen. I'm rolling good today. You are. You're right. You are rolling very good. You hear a twig snap behind you. And I just freeze. Proserpine's oh. not here. I just turn around very, very slowly. Bombastic side eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, 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 you see something kind of dart behind a tree. I too will dart behind a tree and peek out. You hear an, another branch snap from the other direction from you. Show yourselves! Who's there? You hear a low growling sound. I think it might be time to run! And I run in the direction of the smoke. As you turn around and start running, there is a whacking great big wolf in front of you. <laughs> its um, heckles are up, and it's kind of growling, and you hear the footsteps of other wolves. As you turn and you kind of turn full 360 and you are surrounded by six wolves. They all look very hungry. Well, this is a problem I did not foresee. Um, can I use... No, my animal handling is not very good. I would like to climb a tree, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a... Acrobatics check, please. Let's see how well you're rolling. 19, sir. 19. You step slowly towards the closest tree, and you, like a cat, I guess, just leap up and start shimmying up the trunk. Right. 
I'm hoping these wolves cannot climb trees. Well, the wolves start circling around the bottom of the tree. Um, let's see, what have I got in my what have I got in my bag of my bag of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a crossbow. Do I have any food or anything? Rations. I've got my rations. Uh, can I take my rations and yeet him as far as I possibly can? Well, uh, wait, hang on. I'll let them get the scent first. Okay. So I kind of dangle it down here. Here, doggy, doggy, doggies. Here, nice boys. Well, one of them kind of looks up and starts to sniff. Yes, that's a nice ration, isn't it? It's your favourite kind of ration. The, um, it, it kind of starts to growl a little harder. But its eyes are very much focused on the ration that you're dangling. And now time to yeet them, please. Okay. I'd like to yeet them in the opposite direction of where I'm heading. Okay, so you, you th- I'm, I'm not going to get you to roll for this one. You're just throwing a ration. It's not like a, you're making an attack. You throw it in the opposite direction. Five of the six of them peel off after it. But the big one, the one that you that you ran into first, it is still focused on you. May I use my um, daggers? No, yeah. I don't want to attack it, actually. I don't want to attack it. I can't use light tamer. I'm just thinking about what skills I still am able to use. Can I use, like, disguise self and stuff like that, or just no magic whatsoever? No magic whatsoever. No magic. You don't have any magic at all. Mm. I would like to use my rope mm-hmm. and lasso it to another tree <laughs> in the direction <laughs> I'd like to go to. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap this all up in another acrobatics check, so give me that. Come on, baby. Ooh, I got a six. Got a six. You you try and lasso the tree opposite you, but the rope isn't quite long enough to reach there. It's only 50 foot. Oh, God. I'm going to have to leap, aren't I? Yeah. Right. With all my... my I'm going to try and start kind of like with my momentum. This yeah. is a, I'm, I'm assuming this is a long, tall tree. Yeah, it's a fir tree. So I'm getting the momentum going back and forth and back and forth. And then... As soon as it goes forward, I leap for it, using okay. the power of the tree to propel me forwards. Okay, one more acrobatics check then. You can have this one at, at advantage because you're, um, you, you've levered yourself. Well, that's good because the first one was three. Fifteen. Fifteen. You hit the ground running. The snow is still deep though, but you, you've got a, a good um, 50 foot head start on, on the wolf. As you keep running towards the smoke, though, the wolf turns around and it gives chase. And it's bounding towards you, its teeth <laughs> snarling, kind of saliva coming out of it. And it leaps for you. Ooh. And just before it it gets to you, an arrow pierces it through the side of its neck. And it, hit, it, it hits the ground. The other wolves turn to r- and start running towards you. Uh, and there is the sound of a loud boom, which scares them off. I just kind of glance back and just kind of carry on running. I'm not too interested in what happened happened to them as long as they are not still chasing me. And as as, as you're kind of running past the trees, all of a sudden you, you you a person stands in front of you and kind of grabs you quite closely. Um, he's he's taller than you. He's wearing furs. His face is covered. The force of you running into him causes you both to fall over into the snow. And you, and what, what is this? And he kind of rolls over and pushes you off him and goes, What are you doing out here? You're going to freeze to death. Well, take me somewhere. Whoever you are, kind stranger. Well, I'm trying I'm trying to, but you're running in the wrong direction. Well, you grabbed me. What am I supposed to do? Who are you? And he, he kind of hears the sound of wolves coming. We don't have time. Come with me. And he kind of grabs, grabs your hand and he kind of pulls you up. Don't pull me. I can move myself. Um, and he, he, he ignores you and he just starts running. Um, the sound of the wolves gets closer and he um, he whips out a firebolt from his fingers and throws it behind him. Um, the wolves carry on coming so he he casts um, Minor Illusion again to make a booming sound which seems to scatter them. And he pulls you through the tree line and there is a small wooden building uh, like a wooden shack. More of a cabin I guess. Um it's starting to get dark, there is a light on inside and smoke coming out of the stone chimney. And he kind of runs up to the door, opens it, 
screws you through, looks around for the walls, and then kind of closes it and puts the locking bar on it. Oh, hell. Well, that was rude, but thank you anyway, I guess. He, he turns, ar- turns around to look at you and goes, you were lucky that I was there. Well, I think I could have handled him, but whatever. Who are you? And he, and he brushes the snow off and he starts to kind of take off his furs and like his, his, his hood and mask and kind of glass uh, the glasses that are coming off. And you see a tall, pale human with uh, kind of um, mousy brown hair. Um, he's, re- he's reasonably handsome. He's got kind of, a, kind of a big nose. He looks a bit familiar to you and he, um, he kind of shakes his hair out and shakes the snow from him. And he puts his hand and he says, my name's Adam. No, hello, Adam. Capri. Um, now, listen, Adam, uh, you seem like a nice fellow, but, uh, I've got somewhere to be, and I don't really know where I've got to be, but I know it's not here, and I'm having a bit of a magic problem, so I need to find somebody who can fix what's happening, and normally I can do magic. At the moment, a little bit of a problem, so, uh, if you could take me to the nearest village, or your local shaman, or wise man, or maybe a potion shop, anything that might help this, uh, magical... Look, look, I'm trying to ignite a little fire. Nothing's happening. He kind of looks at your hand, kind of curiously. Goes, "Well, I'm sure I can do that, but we're in the dead of winter now. It's not safe to come off the mountain for another two weeks or so." So you're saying I'm stuck here for for a little bit? Don't worry. We will make you comfortable. And he goes Who's over. Uh, he goes over to the fireplace. And there is a kind of a kettle hanging above the fire and it's just kind of gently bubbling up and he he takes it and he pours into a kind of a wooden cup and he hands this this kind of cup of warming herbal tea to you. He says, go on, drink that. It'll warm you back up. I'll just do a shot. Do you perhaps have anything, you know, stronger? Warm the cockles. And kind of... So, so, the, so the room that you're in, the cabin, it's kind of a two-room cabin. So the room that you're in has a kind of table, food preparation area, the fireplace, stuff like that. The other room would be the bedroom. He kind of goes, he kind of puts his uh, finger to his mouth and he goes over to the kind of the back corner, lifts one of the floorboards up and he pulls out a nondescript bottle. And he goes, uh, and he he, he opens it up and hands it to you. It has got the smell of death about it. This is kind of some really fucked up homemade moonshine. Don't drink too much. Oh, this sounds, this this seems like the kind of thing I need. And I just open the bottle. Ooh. Just take a little sniff there. That's all I needed. Just a nip. Just a nip. He takes the bottle off you, puts it in, like, hides it back, back under the floor and goes, don't, don't tell the others. Yes, about these others. Who, whom might be here? Um, well, there is my daughter and my sister. And he, go, and he yells away, Caitlin, Caitlin, can you bring a blanket? We have someone here. Uh, and from the other... From the other room, a blonde girl uh, comes out. And she's carrying kind of a, a hide blanket, uh, and and she kind of she she's she's blonde. She's got blue eyes. She'd be about eight years old. Uh, she runs out and she's like stops because she's never seen a tiefling before. She goes, oh, oh, who are you? <sighs> yes, yeah, scary, aren't I? And, uh, she, and she's like, and she kind of cowers a little bit behind the hide blanket. He's like, and Adam walks over. And goes, no, 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 don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry. He takes the blanket off her and he kind of wraps it around your shoulders and he pulls a chair over by the fire. There, there, sit down, just heat yourself back up. My sister should be back soon and we can start preparing some food. I just kind of double take at that little girl again. I'm like, it's kind of familiar, but no, can't be, can't be. Um, he sits down and he kind of talks with you for like the next kind of half an hour or so until there is a knock at the door. And he goes, ah, that'll be my sister. He gets up, and he un- undoes the locking, bo- locking bar, opens the door, and a, um, a smaller person, kind of dressed the same that he was, like, like the hide, the cover in her face and all that, she comes in, and she's got a mage hand dragging a deer carcass behind her, um, which she kind of drops next to a food preparation area. Adam closes the door again, and um, and locks it. She kind of takes a... Um, takes all of her stuff off her head, and you see Cassandra. And... Again, she, my jaw kind of hits the floor. She 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 looks at you, then, like, scowls back at Adam. She goes, uh, Adam, who is this? Why is there another person here? 
goes, well, this is uh, Capri. I found her in the woods. She was in quite a dire situation, and very good chance she would have been eaten by wolves had I not helped her. And she, she kind of goes through grit teeth and says, maybe you should have let the wolves eat. And I just, I go up to Cassandra and just look her in the face and kind of like touch my own face kind of thing. And she looks at you and goes, do you, do you mind? I'm having a conversation with my brother. I'll deal with you in a minute. Says, oh, sorry, sorry. Says, says, in the bedroom now. And she kind of leads him through. Um, and you're kind of left in, left in the kind of the living space with uh, Caitlin. And you can hear them kind of arguing back and forth. Do you want to do a um, maybe perception check to see if you can hear what they're saying? Oh, that's a five. Revive. You cannot hear, but it sounds angry. I just kind of giggle at Caitlin. <laughs> Do they argue often? Yeah, Auntie Cass is, she's very serious. And Daddy's just trying his best to get on with things. Where's Mum? Uh, she, she went to work one day and didn't come home. Uh, I, I expect she'll be back after winter. Uh, no, anyway, no, let's, no. let's, let's, let's change the subject. It sounds, uh, sounds like a tale best told another time. Uh, what do you like to do? What's your favourite game? Do you want to touch my horns? <gasps> Can I touch your horns? Yeah, go on. And she, she kind of hop, hop, hops up onto the table. Um, and she kind of reaches out and she kind of feels like the little crenellations in your horns and uh, she, oh the point isn't sharp and when she when she hits the point I just go I did <laughs> and she just kind of falls off and starts giggling <laughs> yeah I'm laughing too and at the at the sound of her yell kind of the, the door to the bedroom kind of swings open and Cassandra comes out looking concerned and goes what was that and we're both still laughing and uh, she uh, whilst you're out um if if my uh, presence here is a burden, I'd really like to get off myself. You know, it's I didn't really ask to be here. I was kind of manhandled, and uh, yeah, if you could just take me to the, even a neighbour, maybe a neighbour would be able to help. Mm, I can see that my presence is not helping. Cassandra kind of walks over to you, and she's got a kind of smile on her face, and then she she kind of grabs one of your horns and pulls a, a dagger out and holds it to your neck, uh, hold it to your neck. Was, did Minerva send you? No, Minerva didn't send me. I know Minerva, but she didn't send me. She's how kind do, of my How do you know Minerva? Kind of my mortal enemy, actually. You know, triumvirate. Do you know of Do you know of them? Yes, I'm very aware of them. I used to work for them. Bad, bad people. Bad people. Are you a spy for them? No, no, and I kind of shake her off, and I turn around, like, no, like seriously. And she's she's still kind of training training the blade on you, but she kind of steps back a little bit, and her body language softens slightly. She goes, "Well, fine. There are no neighbors. That's why we live here. The closest the closest settlement is at the bottom of the mountain. It's a five day hike at the best of times, and it would be death in this weather. You." You will have to stay with us, unfortunately. There's no one else on this mountain. I've, and I just get a bit of a flashback. And it's a flash to the brother. The brother coming to... coming, Having a situation with Minerva's. I'm getting a memory and... It's not quite clear, but... I feel like... You're in danger from Minerva. Everybody is in danger from Minerva. That's why we're here. No, but you, this family in particular. She won't find us up here. Don't worry. How taken do you all know the, this? We've taken all the precautions in the world. She all the precautions in the world are not enough. Um, Caitlin's starting to get a bit worried by this, and Adam takes her into the bedroom uh, and kind of closes the door, and she, and she kind of levels and says, Please don't talk about Minerva in front of Caitlin. She's already been traumatised enough, having lost her mother. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just... I feel a sense of dread. This isn't yes. right. This isn't right. Well, we've been feeling a sense of dread for a good a good while. That's why we're here. This is us in hiding from Minerva. This is the weirdest sense of deja vu I've ever had. And she kind of... Did Adam give you some some of my moonshine? 
no, 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 no. This, this is my own moonshine. And I show her my little bottle of wine. Okay. She kind of po- pockets the blade again and goes, right, you'll have to stay with us for the next two weeks. As soon as the weather lets up, we can let you out, but you will have to pull your weight. I mean, I didn't ask to be here, but okay, it sounds fair. Okay. You can help me skin this carcass, then. And again, I go to use a uh, Eldritch Blast, but nothing happens. Um, Cassandra, do you know anything about this problem I may have? And what problem is that? Magic user, not able to use magic. Ever hear of that? What kind of magic user are you? Are you a wizard, a sorcerer, a warlock? Warlock, in fact. Well, where's your patron? That's uh, funny story. Um, I'd rather keep that close to my heart, actually. My patron is long gone, long split up for me, and I'd really like to get back to him. Well, if you have been separated from your patron... <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. If you've been separated from your patron, then it only stands to reason that your your magic won't be there. You der- You would derive your magic from your patron. Of course, of course. I'm, I'm, I apologise. I sometimes feel like I haven't been with my been with myself for a long time. Like you know, I, just, I have hazy memories of my past. Oh. It's almost like I was a different person. We often feel like that. And she pulls she pulls the dagger out again, hands it to you, and she pulls another one out. And, Come on, we we need to prepare dinner. So I do a little flippy flippy. Yeah. So. Time moves forward. You've had, you you've kind of gone through gone through the ordeal of cl- of cleaning and um and taking all the meat off this uh, deer. Some of it has been salted and kind of put out to cure. Some and then like some has been cooked for you that night by Adam. Uh, a nice stew. Um, you had a nice time kind of playing back and forth with Caitlin and keep trying to scare her or like tap her on the shoulder with your tail so she gets confused that kind of thing. Uh, Adam and Caitlin go off to bed and you are sat. Uh, drinking the moonshine with Cassandra, and she uh, she 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 says to you, says, "So tell me, how did you end up being? How did you end up with a cunt like Minerva for a mortal enemy?" I uh, I don't know how much to tell you here. Um, I feel like my story may be long and complicated and disturbing to you however I she's I need her alive I need to I need to know something from her and what I need to know from her I think could could save this family I've known I've been here for an evening and I know such warmth that I barely remember but I know I've had it in my past, and I can't tell you more than that. But I, I know that I need to do everything I can to save it. That makes sense. When you've... It doesn't really, but it's the moonshine, but yes. <laughs> no, it makes sense in so much that when you've lost people, you want to do whatever you can. And Minerva is rather fond of killing people. There is something about a woman having that much power and that little regard for sentient life uncomfortable that's why I stole that's why I stole this from her and she kind of reaches into her pocket and she pulls out a ring and you recognise this ring it's a little gold ring with a red um, gem inset into it she goes so this has been what Minerva has been working on for last 25 years or so this is a ring to trap souls and I like, like my shackles go up and I kind of stand up and just take a step away from it Oh yeah, yeah. Be worried by this thing. Minerva was, and she kind of peers, and she kind of smiles to herself. Minerva was going to use this to usurp Dane Ashglade. She was going to trap his soul in here, put this thing into a little box, and drop it into a dungeon somewhere. But Dane Ashglade is also awful. I mean, would it not benefit if that were to happen? No. Think of it this way. If she took Dane's soul out of his body, she's not murdered him, but she can claim control of the triumvirate. I see. I see what you're saying. It's a, it's a, it's a power play without retribution. 
because if she drops this down somewhere, he has to live a tormented existence in this gym until some poor fucker finds it. She takes a sip of the moonshine. Um, and I get so, my wine out and cheers. I cheers her. And she kind of cheers you back and takes another shot. And it's like, oh, it's strong. Um, so after she killed someone who was rather dear to me, I stole this. I stole her life's work. And the best part is, on my way out, I set fire to her library. So she has no notes on how to recreate this. It'll take her another 25 years to work it out. But why... And I take a swig. But why keep this ring yourself? Do you, you know the danger this is pressing on your family? You've, you've already had losses. Because I want to use it to save somebody. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Go on. I want to use it to retrieve my brother's wife. I understand. But some things are meant to be. And keeping this ring, there's no good that's going to come from this. I know. But if I can get to the infernal realm, find her, capture her soul in this, I can return her here. The infernal realm, you say? Yeah, you know, you. Standard issue hell. And I just kind of twitch. I can I can feel something in the back of my head. It's not really a memory, but it's, it's like a... You know when you walk into a room and you know there's a spider in there? Yeah. It's just, you know something something's bad. You, you just sense the warning. You sense the fear. Yeah. And uh, and then she kind of turns because, being a tiefling, what's the, infernal, what's the infernal realm like? Were you born there or were you born kind of up here? In a way, I was born there. Capri was born there, yes. You like to talk about yourself in the third person a lot, don't you? It's a, it's an old, old habit. And one that I, it's a story that I may tell you one day, but tonight's not that night. Well, tell me the story whenever you wish. But for now, I think we keep drinking and, and toasting to how much we hate that woman. I am up for that. And we cheers. Cheers. So the night goes on and you get drunk and collapse asleep where you sit. Um, the next the next morning you, you are awoken by Caitlin who has, and you kind of wake up and she has, she has painted your nails pink. Oh, oh I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank and, you. And then you notice she's also painted the tip of your tail pink as well. Oh God! I mean, that's 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 very ni- that's very nice. Thank you, thank she, you. And she kind of beams up at you, and and she, and she she's dead happy. I'm really glad that you get to stay with us for a little while. You're very nice. <sighs> and I, yeah, just I try to do the fire. The fire doesn't work. <laughs> you can't burn the child. <laughs> it was just going to be a little warning burn. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> So you try. So you trapped with them for a couple of weeks. Um, what do you want to do or kind of learn from this experience? I want to know everything about Cassandra and whether I can trust. 
if I told her the truth, would it change things? Would it, if I, if I told her what is to be, could it possibly change the course of history? And if it does, where would that leave me as Capri? Hmm. Okay, so... Or are you wanting something a little bit like, I want to just do a bit of laundry and some cleaning and stay alive? <laughs> no, no, I'm not wanting anything from you. I, I, I want you to explore this opportunity you have with your past self. Mm, yes. So I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to dig a little deeper and find out the history and what I'd like to do is get, to get rid of that ring. But at the same time, there's the fear. Yeah. So, um, kind of a few a few night, nights have gone through. It's still kind of snowy outside. Um, with ha- with having retrieved that deer, that no one has left the house. It's just it's too cold, and they've kept the fire going. They have a, a nice supply of wood. Um, and when the when when it dies down, Cassandra just kind of light bonfire and just kind of keeps the fire going magically when she needs to. Um. One one evening, kind of Adam is uh, is kind of chopping some meat to make another stew with, uh, and he he turns to you and goes, "You're being very cagey with us. Is everything all right?" I think now might be the time to tell you, but you're going to need some of that moonshine. Okay, and he kind of takes it. He kind of pulls pours the meat into um, a cauldron, kind of puts it into the fireplace, and he goes and kind of gets the moonshine, sits down with you. Um, Caitlin is kind of asleep in the back room, and Cassandra kind of comes in, sits with you, and he, he pours you a cup, and he pours Cassandra a cup, and he says, all right, hit me. What's one going more. on? One more shot. Then he pours one for himself. Do you... Do I seem at all familiar to you, to either of you? And Adam is kind of sat there, and you, you and Cassandra sat next to each other, and he goes, I mean, the two of you look a little bit alike, apart from you're red and have horns. Yes, they're, they're nice horns, aren't they? But okay. mannerism-wise... Uh, and he's kind of peering, peering at it, and the, the, the two of you kind of pick up your drink and drink it in sync. And he goes, oh, okay, that was weird. Yes, exactly. When we first met, you asked me a question. It was a question about my past. I told you I'd only been Capri for a certain amount of time. I also told you I sometimes feel like a different person. I have no memory. I, wo- I woke up by my... I call him Proserpine. And he tells me I have a job to do. And I have... No recollection what I've done, where I've been. I just know that I am to call myself Capri. In the months that have followed, I've come to have a close, useless, but close group of friends. <laughs> that I've come, I've become quite fond of them. Apart from the little one, he's still very, very, very annoying. Cassandra, you know what it's like to get irritated. Um, oh, yes. My memories of myself have been coming back to me, slowly, fragmented. Cassandra, I was you. And she's going to raise an eyebrow at you. Before I died, Cassandra, I was you. You and me. me. We're the same. Adam, I've seen your death. Adam kind of goes a bit white and slowly sips his moonshine. Um, Cassandra kind of turns to you and goes, and how did you die? If you don't mind me asking. I don't remember, but I know my, I know Minerva's behind it. That would be a good reason for her to be your nemesis then, wouldn't it? Well, among many reasons, but yes, that would be the main one. Okay. And Adam goes, and I died. It's not a nice memory to look back on, but now I'm questioning everything. Is this reality? I would like it to be. 
If this what is what could have been, this surely should be how it is. Maybe it's maybe I need to go. Maybe maybe I can make this right. You get another one of those flash of memories again. Um and this time you get a memory of sitting at the table that you're sitting at and you look up to your left and you see a tiefling. Whoa. I remember this. I remember this moment. I was here. But I was you that... It's only just come back to me. I'm changing... I'm changing everything. What I'm doing now is affecting... I'm so confused. I need... Yeah. I, but I know that I can make this right. Cassandra turns to Adam and goes, Adam, why don't you go check on Caitlin? And he goes, yeah, this conversation's too strange for me. And he kind of gets up and wanders off into the bedroom. And she turns to you and she says, so if you were me and I become you, is that what you're saying? I th- this is- yes, this is what I'm saying, but I don't, I don't understand how this is. How did you come to be on this mountain? Yes, that's the that's the story I came to tell you. So I was in a a universe, a realm of portals, uh, with this band of merry but useless but merry folk. Um, I pulled a lever. I dropped for what seems like an eternity. I think it was only thirty minutes in reality. And I found myself here, and here I am. So. What we can surmise is either you're not from this realm or you're not from this time. I think it could be both. And she just kind of reaches over the table, picks up the moonshine and pours you another cup and pours herself another cup and goes, we're going to need to drink more for this one. Cheers. Uh, And she, again, perfectly in sync with each other. And we both kind of giggle. And she, um, yeah, the, the, you both giggle. The giggle is the same. Um, your voice is getting kind of softer the more you speak to her. Less of the raspiness. That you, that is your normal Capri voice. You are speaking more like Cassandra and the longer you're in her presence. What if, what, what, what if, what if I could get back to the realm of portals and save you? Maybe there's a plane where Minerva doesn't exist. It's very likely there's a plane where Minerva doesn't exist. Very likely there's a plane where we don't exist. Or Caitlin doesn't exist. It's the multiverse, darling. Everything is infinite. The question is whether you've come from a different plane to get here or whether you've gone in time. If you've gone in time, you can't change anything. How do we find this out, though? We're stuck here. See how it plans out? I wish my cat was here. Wait, your patron is a cat? Well, again, he appears to be a cat, might be a dragon. She just takes another sip and goes, What a storied life you live. Well, brace yourself because it's all coming to you. That's disquieting. And. The night kind of kind of ends there. You eat, you you go to sleep. Cassandra doesn't seem particularly phased by this news. And you don't remember why you wouldn't be phased by this news. But there is an air of confidence about her. Something does not seem right here. How can... Maybe this... This is... I don't... I don't understand. Can I do, like, an investigation check and just make sure this is not some kind of weird projection or a dream that I'm in? Or yeah, I've I'd... done that too a few times, yeah. yeah. Do, um, do an arcana check, because that would be the way... You would still be aware of magic around you. Eleven. Eleven. You're fairly confident this is the real world. That this isn't kind of some weird projection to fuck you, fuck you over. <laughs> I'm going to take it there's no, like, calendars or anything to find out, obviously, like, when I am. 
No, there aren't. E oldie calendar. And the the sky is clouded over with kind of the snowstorm, so you wouldn't be able it, it wouldn't even be able to do some kind of celestial time checking. That was my next question. The uh, yeah. Sorry, continue. No, no, carry on. I was. I just wanted to finish saying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a few weeks kind of um, go by. And the weather starts to warm up and the snow starts to melt. Um, the food is starting to run a little bit scarce. Before it's, And while it's still not quite safe to go down the mountain, um, you've been going out hunting with both Adam and um, Cassandra. Um, you've gotten quite fond of Caitlin. She, you keep waking up and she's kind of braided your hair. Um, <laughs> and you pretend, you pretend to be grumpy with her, but you actually secretly like it. Um, one day you're out with... Um, with Cassandra hunting, um, and you kind of reach the edge of the tree line, and she says, and she kind of peers down and goes, tomorrow, day after, maybe, we should be able to get you down the mountain. And for the first time, kind of where you are, you can actually kind of see the mountain range, and it's familiar. You recognise this mountain range. You have definitely been here before. Yes, I definitely, I remember this place. It feels like home, even though I've only been here a week or so. It feels so familiar. Why can't I just... Why couldn't I just stay? I could just stay... I could just stay here. You could. Um, Caitlin adores you. You could stay here as long as you want. I could stay here and protect you. You could. Or I could protect you. She kind of starts juggling fireballs. Well, I've, I've got my... I've got my daggles. I mean... Y- y- your daggles? My daggles. That's how we say it in Bristol. Your your daggles. <laughs> I could stay. I'm going to stay. Everything's fine here. And when Minerva comes, we'll face it together. And literally, just as you say that, there is the sound of a scream. And we both bolt, look towards the uh, look towards the house. Yeah. You, you you kind of bolt back to the house, and you stay stay in the edge of the tree line. You see that um, the house is on fire. Minerva has stood in front watching her men drag a pair of um, burned bodies from the house. No, I've seen this before. And Cassandra kind of starts to build into a rage. Um, She looks to you and goes, it's not going to end like this. And she casts hold person on you. I'm sorry. She's too powerful. She will destroy you. And she sprints forward in a rage, pure like a rage that you haven't even heard Stigveld do. As she, as she, she, she looks on the bodies of her brother and her, and her niece being pulled from from the house by the the guards. She um, reaches her hands out, and um, you watch as um, 15, 20 magic missiles start kind of bursting from her fingers. Uh, some of them smash into the soldiers, killing them. Um, the majority of them kind of fire into Minerva. Minerva turns around and, see, and sees these coming, and she kind of phases in and out of existence. The missiles kind of fly through and just kind of pocket off the damaged house. She disappears, and then she reappears behind Cassandra, blasting her with a lightning bolt, and then casting Hunger of Hadar, which causes tentacles to fl- f- come out of the ground and hold her in place. Um, and she kind of grabs and pulls and goes, Well, it's been such a long time since we've seen each other, Cassandra. Cassandra's like, you f-. And Cassandra's like kind of fighting, and one of the tentacles kind of comes up and wraps around her mouth so she can't kind of say anything. She goes, No, 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 now is the time when I speak. You stole something from me, something incredibly important. I want it back. And um, the tentacle comes up and goes, I haven't got the ring. Lying to her, of course. Mm. I haven't got the ring. I destroyed it. And Minerva just kind of slaps her across the face. Um, Cassandra kind of wiggled one of her hands free. And and you see kind of a fireball start to lift up. And Minerva, without taking her eyes off Cassandra, just kind of reaches her hand up and goes like that. And her wrist breaks. And the fireball kind of disappears. No, 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 no. 
You're not getting out of this. You've destroyed my life's work. You destroyed my library. You destroyed my chance to take over the Triumvirate and to rule this world the way I wanted to. I... I am going to destroy you. I'm going to erase you from existence. Um, and she starts to screech and fire erupts around Cassandra, kind of flowing from um, Minerva's chest, this pure hatred. Um, as the fire kind of burns around, the, the tentacles disappear and, as she's, and Cassandra's thrown to the ground. And you see her kind of lying there smouldering, but she's still, still kind of moving a little bit, but not enough to catch Minerva's attention. Um, Can I move yet? No, still in bind. She's she's lost her concentration, so you will be able to. Yes. Um, I, I I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna run straight up to her. I don't even care about Minerva. I feel like in the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment. Yeah. Minerva. Minerva's screeching and fire is kind of erupting over over the house now. What the house which was kind of burning before, now kind of lights up in almost like a mushroom cloud hot enough that you feel it against your skin and your kind of eyebrows start to singe but you kind of run straight straight to Cassandra um, she, she she Minerva kind of turns to look at Cassandra and looks at you and goes I don't know who you are and I couldn't give two fucks and she looks back at Cassandra and goes um, says, I could kill you now and end your suffering but I want you to suffer and you are far enough from anything this one has no magic. You won't survive the night, but it will be painful. And I want you to remember that lying here, where your family died, and where you will die. And she turns and starts to walk away and kind of disappears as she teleports away. Jesus. Um. Funny question. I'm just, I'm just really angry with Cassandra as well. I told you you shouldn't have kept that ring. I should have taken it. I should have taken it and thrown it. I should have left it far away. I should have gone. I should have taken the ring and just gone. And kind of, Cassandra kind of t- turns her head to you. She is very burnt and she is dying. She kind of smiles at you and goes, "This is the way everything was meant to be. You know that. There I know have that. To be. I could have changed it. I could have changed it. If you had changed it." You would have never had the reason to come back here. This is just torment. Why have I been brought back here just to be tormented? Why I didn't need to see this again? And she kind of pulls you close and goes, You did. This unlocks your memories. And she reaches into her pocket and pulls the ring out and places it in your hand. Goes, You will get revenge for me for yourself but you it'll, it'll never bring our family back never no matter how much revenge and she kind of tells you to look at the ring ah and the ring has got a swirl of yellow and a swirl of brown in it And then she, uh, and then she, she, she looks up to you, and she says, "When you get back where you're going, make Minerva suffer. I will kill I her will. slowly." And she places her thumb onto the to the ring, and it goes, "Do me a favor. Bring me back to see the light disappear from her eyes." And. You see this kind of blue mist flow from her thumb into the ring. And her hand kind of slips down as she takes her last breath. And you see now there is a blue swirl in in this, the red stone of the ring. Mm, I'm just angry and crying. I will. You feel a flash in your head. And every memory of Cassandra comes back to you. Yeah. I remember Child- everything. I remember childhood, everything. Childhood memories. Growing up with Adam, your mother, your father, the small town you grew up in, learning to be a wizard or a witch, depending on how you want to describe it. 
learning spells from a book rather than ones that are intrinsically given to you by another being. Learning all the intelligence. Learning how to be your own person. Being hired by the Triumvirate before you knew anything about them. Doing work for Minerva in research. Helping to build this ring with her. Knowing that you are the only other person to ever exist who knew as much as she did about this ring. You remember the birth of Caitlin. You remember how happy Adam and his wife were. You remember loving this child more than you've loved anything in the world. And you feel this kind of swelling of sadness and happiness that you even got to know this child. And that you got to be with Adam. And that you got to exist. The... Cassandra lets out a last breath. She goes, Oh, look at the kitty. As she... <laughs> as she dies the world starts to fade away around you just as you're kind of kneeling over her body and it just fades to a kind of that, that blue that was happening when you were falling but you're not falling you're just kind of kneeling on invisible floor and Harut appears in front of you <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he just says to you well that was traumatic I've been watching do you understand what just happened here? Not fully, but I understand what I need to do. Capri, you were always there when Cassandra died. This had to happen to you. I'm very sorry that you had to relive all this. But I believe you know who you are now. Harut, was this all you? No. The tangle of creation works in a great many ways. It determined that your loss of memory was important, and it needed to be returned to you. When you fell through the portal, it sent you back in time five years. And then it informed me when your memories had returned. I'm here to bring you home. Take me to the others. As you wish. And for what it's worth, I'm sorry. And the kind of green tendrils kind of turn around you again as you as you stand up, um, te- a couple of tears rolling down your eyes, but a determination in your chest. Harut fades away. You feel grass under your feet as the world fades in, and you're on a cliffside. You can feel the kind of the spray from the ocean below. You can smell the seaside. You hear seagulls over you as you kind of look around a collection of stones pulls up into a portal about about 100 yards away you're not quite next to it um a collection of stones kind of come up into a portal um you see stigveld's hand come through first and then stigveld's head and then he kind of walks through and kind of collapses down to his knees then the other two walk through and the portal collapses behind you and you know just on stigveld's reaction that you've all now made it to High Dawn. Oh, wow. Where have you lot been? <laughs> and that's where we'll end episode 49 of Do Dragons Dream of Scorched Sheep. Fucking hell. <laughs> you all I've right? just been straight up crying. Like, my, <laughs> my throat is literally, I can barely breathe. And it didn't help that I had like the saddest music in the background either. Oh, there will be sad music on this one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh that right. was lovely gadget thank you <laughs> you're very welcome um so yeah thank we're, we're back in 2024 everybody um the next episode will have the full cast on come hell or high water if i have to beat them to be in their in their chairs they will be and we will see what happens as they start to explore high dawn and are reunited and before we finish though with with cassandra and capri i just need to let you know what the ring does so the ring that has been given to you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put together a tooltip for you for, uh, for next time, so you have all this. Thank you. The ring will allow you to summon Cassandra as an NPC. Nice. And she is a level fifteen wizard. Cool. Yeah. Send send me all that info because I won't remember. I will send you all that info, but the important thing to remember is you can do it once. 
Yeah. So choose wisely. So choose wisely. And the, <laughs> sa- and the same applies for the spirits of Adam and Caitlin. They can, those spirits can be returned once and once only. Okay. But, you, but Capri now has them in her hand. She has her family back. So, yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to kill you at this point. Uh, sorry. But you, 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 Capri does have her family back. So, yes, come back in two, in two weeks, everyone. We should be back. Uh, hang on, when's this coming out? Okay, um, middle of February, we'll be back with with the culmination of this story because they're in Hydon now. They're going to be heading down for Dane and the Triumvirate. And now Capri has a boss fight that she absolutely knows she needs to fuck somebody up with. Oh, I'm fucking shit up. <laughs> I, am, I am ready. I'm going to get that summon greater demon back. He's coming out. Ooh. Oh, she's gone chaos. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Uh, make sure to get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash modern escapism on the score cheap tier. Uh, £5 a month plus VAT. You'll get early access. You'll get the maps. I'm going to do a nice bit of artwork for this one, I think, actually. Uh, so you'll be able to see that. And check out the website, modernescapism.co.uk, to find out all the other things that we're doing. Join our Discord, get on the socials, all that lovely, lovely stuff. And we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.